Hello, Vineyard. Hello, Vineyard. Welcome to the Hello, Vineyard Vine Press Season 2, Episode 3, 2.0. We're still doing that, apparently. But anyway, so glad you're here. Uh, If you haven't been around for the new format or for any Hello, Vineyard Vine Press podcasts, uh, glad you're here. Uh, The way the show works now is we start off with our Vine Press questions. And uh, if you're ever interested, you can ask uh, Pastor Steve... Any question on last weekend's sermon, uh, you go to keysvineyard.com or you can go to vinepress.com and you can submit your question there and it'll get answered on the show. Actually, the vine is, I don't have vinepress.com, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, so they can but go you to, have hellovineyard.com. They can go to hellovineyard.com, but the, the best way to get to a question is to look on either one of the websites and go to um, vinepress and... Uh, uh, on this button, but I think I'm going to make HelloVineyard.com go to the questions there at some go. point. So I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and then we kind of do a behind-the-scenes segment at the end of the show where we just talk about, you know, church behind the scenes. stuff. Behind the scenes. Yes. We don't actually go behind the scenes. No. If you've we ever stay been, right here, actually. If you've ever been backstage, it's quite small, and we can't bring all of you there. But yeah. uh, anyway... Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you And this is that. in front of the scenes. And this is, yes, in, in front of the scenes, this talking the, about what goes on back this there. This is the stage. Without exposing area. our messy lifestyles. Yes, so. good. All right. So anyway, we're going to jump right into the questions. And uh, first question for you, Deb. How can we combat these feelings of shame, judgment, or self-loathing uh, we often suffer from because of decisions made as our old self? It seems like we can get stuck there very easily and have a hard time taking off that old garment to make room for the new self. Yes, and uh, that's a struggle that hampers many, many folks. And it's, uh, it's, it's, you, I think the easiest way to deal with it is to realize it's the enemy that's doing it. Um, he loves to operate in guilt and shame. And so um, that's what he's doing. And so you, you need to start to recognize what that feels like. And if it's guilt and shame, it's just not coming from the Lord. It's, uh, it's an attack. And, and so we, we, again, choose to do battle there. Because we, um, all of us have got stuff that we wish we hadn't done or, you know, that we may not do now, hopefully. Um, and, and we even do some things now that we shouldn't do and all that stuff. And the enemy would just love to pound us with those things and, and to keep us from... Um, really just walking in the new life that we have. And so you have to realize it's a trick. It's a deception. It's an attack. It's a battle. Um, Too many people don't get a hold of the fact that it's a battle. I was trying to make that point last week. I don't know how well I made it. But uh, the enemy wants to engage you there. It's a definite battle. It's a spiritual battle. Um, You know, as believers in Christ, we we are a big focus of the uh, you know his and his minions, and so they they try and work that stuff on you, and then try and beat you up with it. You know, if you if you sort of succumb to it, so just know you're a new creation. All of us have uh, mistakes. Jesus paid for all of them. Uh, I don't ever take that lightly, and it doesn't. Uh, that doesn't sort of give me then permission to go and do whatever I want. The reality of the of what it took to um, deal for my sin is huge. At the same time, because I know that he has dealt with it, then I don't need to give a foothold to shame and guilt. So really it's a 
that's part of the spiritual battle. And just uh, realize it is and then engage it and go, you know what? That's not from God, the shame and guilt. I don't need to stay in those things. I'm no longer that person. I'm learning from the messes that I've made, continue to make. And God's going to work all them together for good. And we engage it that way. But great question. And a lot of people are stuck there. And I'll actually be talking a little bit about that this coming weekend. So make sure you tune in for an unshakable foundation, part 14. 14, yes. And your little mini series. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. No, it's yeah. Really, you take these big concepts and you break them off into bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Really. Well, so, that's you know that's the the thing is, most people's attention span, even my own. I get it. I, I'm much better at listening to somebody teaches twenty, twenty-five minutes, yeah. and somebody goes on for an hour because I tune them out at some point. And so even um, even most of the so I like to be learning all the time. I've been doing that my my whole Christian life. So I'm always looking for uh, courses and messages and you know things that that speak to me podcasts and I have found even then I like 20 minutes or so 25 minutes and I think it's uh, from what I've read and studied that's a normal sort of amount of time so my messages pop out at that length of time cool all right next question how do we renew our minds daily yes and I think you just almost touched on that there in yeah, your last yeah. little in my little tirade <laughs> you know the, here's the thing and we talked about it some before so I think one of the ways we stay renewed is be thankful every day. Uh, you know, I've been saying that for many, many, many years. Be thankful for five things. I can't remember how many years ago I started saying it, but it's, it's been, been a, a long while. time. Yeah. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to death. That's kind of been our, our saying here. And um, so if you start your day by being thankful, then that gets you in the right spot. Because instead of it all being about what you don't have, it's about what you do have. Then... Um, you renew your mind daily. A big part of this is is you want to put truth into your mind. It's, it's cause, because we want to think with the mind of Christ, you know, that's what's being developed in us. You need to spend some time in the Word. I talk about that all the time. It's, a, it's this constant, um, you have to sort of get in here and spend a little bit of time every day in the Word. Um, praying, realizing that it's a battle, praying on the armor of God. Uh, all these things are key to sort of uh, renewing our minds daily and getting engaged in this process, continuing to press in, um, all, you know, learning, that realizing we haven't got it all figured out, not, not getting sort of complacent. But that this great adventure that Jesus has us on requires us to, he's paid all the price, but it requires us to pursue and to press in and to, and to engage at a, at a different level. So, you know, I would say daily, make sure you're, you're spending some time in the Word. You're spending some time in prayer, um, and you're being thankful. And, you know, don't let it get stale. That A lot of people go, oh, well, it gets stale. Well, then, you know, change it up a little bit. Do, do it a little bit differently, but, but continue to press in. And I think knowing the story allows us to plug into the Scripture a little better. If you realize how it's all tying together, it really helps out in, in that way. Okay. Excellent. Thank you for that question. Thank you for that answer, Dan. Uh, next question, how can I know that I'm being righteous and not prideful? The sermon was told of deceptive desires and lies, but if I'm told I'm being prideful in my mind, how do I know if that's true or false? And if I'm being righteous, how do I know that's true? Okay, yeah, good question, and it's part of the struggle. And uh, the way you're asking, let me, let me say this, though, that the sort of the opposite of righteousness is sinner, not prideful, although, you know, pride is a sin, but... Um, I. I the enemy again it's a battle thing but if you're if you're really 
See, you have it all in you because Holy Spirit's in you. When you're listening to him, you're doing the things that you should do. When you start doing things that inside you know you shouldn't do, that's when we get into trouble. And we know. See, that's the whole thing. We get to make a choice there. And it's not... The, the reason that, you know, we're, we're to yield to the Holy Spirit, we're to live listening to the Holy Spirit, and, and that he sort of now puts the, what's important into our hearts. If you, if you just have something, oh, well, these are the rules, and you live by those, you'll find loopholes. You will, or you'll justify why you don't really have to, well, that one doesn't really, you know, that's okay, I can do it. But if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. You know. Now, you can still choose to do what you shouldn't. And, and you know, that's, that's just not ultimately the best choice for you. It's not the will of God for you. Um, but that's our, you know, we learn over time to do that. But, uh, but you know when you're sort of knowing that this is what God would have me do, and, and uh, it feels right, and, and, and it's, you know, I, it's right in my spirit, and those are the things. So the, the, the struggle is, and then, you know, when we're doing the right thing, it's, it's not going to result in pride, because, uh, you know, in the Scripture, it's a good exercise. Go look it up where the Scripture says, you know, well, if a servant's just doing what they're supposed to do, you don't make a big issue over it. Um, when, we're, when we're just doing what we're supposed to be doing, it's not going to build up our pride. It just helps us sort of walk in this thing knowing, you know, that's what I should be doing, and then watching for the things that I shouldn't do and ask Holy Spirit to help on the journey. But uh, great question. Just keep pressing in. Remember, a lot of this stuff is a battle. And, and engage in that battle. We'll be talking more about that this week. All right. Next question is actually a really good one. I've been using your daily strength training. This is this person asking the question. Readings to read through the Bible. Second Samuel chapter 24 puzzles me. It starts with the Lord being angry with Israel, and he moved David to number Israel and Judah. But in verse 10, it says David realized he had committed a great sin by counting the people. And God punished him and the children of Israel, although it seems David did what the Lord told him to do in the first place. And the punishments on David and the people seem very hard for counting people. What am I missing? Great question. And uh, I'm glad you're using that. Daily Strength uh, Training is one of those devotional books that I wrote. And it has in there a list of uh, a list to follow for reading the scripture uh, to kind of move through it in the course of a year. That's not overly taxing. Um, uh, I, I think in the book I have a morning reading and a, an evening reading. And um, if you do those consistently, you'll work through the Bible over the course of a year, which is helpful. And, and um, uh, it's great when, it, when you get questions like this. So good job reading it. Good job for the question. I, that really you know, excites me. Those, those, uh, I wrote several books quite a few years ago. And uh, every now and again, people tell me they're writing them. They're available for free on the website. You can download them. I quit printing them. Um, I printed Do thousands of them. Do we have any hard them. copies left here? I don't think so. We gave them away. We printed yeah. thousands over time and gave them away. And then it, now everything is so easy digitally. It's just like uh, uh, there's links to them on all the websites. You can go download it as a PDF and read it in your Kindle reader or your e-reader or whatever you got. So uh, it's just easier to have them around and printing them. But let me tell you what's going on. So great question uh, in lots of ways. All right. So Second Samuel um, chapter 24. Fortunately... There's a uh, concurrent sort of uh, recording of what's going on there in First Chronicles 21. And interestingly here, at some point, I think that the, uh, in the original language, the scribe or translator or something got it a little bit wrong. 
And, and they have it right in First Chronicles 21. So let me read you Second Samuel 24, because uh, that's what you're saying. And the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he incited David against them, saying, Go and take a census of Israel and Judah. But if you read the exact same account in First Chronicles 21, 1 and 2, Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. Hmm. So the, in the first thing, the translator got the, what he was being talked about there. Not quite right. All right. So uh, the Lord was upset with Israel. Uh, and, and then the enemy used that opportunity, if you would, to go and stir up David to do something that he shouldn't. What was that? Well, why was it a big deal to count the people? Because when they counted the people, instead of trusting in the Lord, they were going to trust in the people. And, and these military leaders especially, they, they would look to the size of their armies instead of looking to the Lord, who was the one who would always give them victory. It wasn't going to be the size of their army. And God had showed them that throughout their history by telling them sometimes, you know, just take 200 guys or take 10,000 guys or take whatever. But it was God was going to go with them. And, you know, some of the battles were won and the guys, the, the, the actual people never did anything. God just took care of it uh, out in front of them. And so... Um, when when they started to count people doing the census, it was them. It was like a saying, "Well, we're going to trust in our numbers." And uh, uh, you know, the, there's a there's a scripture somewhere. There's some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we'll we will trust in the Lord our God in the name of our God. And, and um, that's kind of the issue that's going on with that. So uh, I, I believe when you read First Chronicles 21, you see that it was the enemy who stirred that up, and um, the, the Lord was upset because the people weren't... Why is he always upset? Because he wants to partner with people, because he wants to fellowship with us, and he has from the very beginning, and he's done everything to make it possible, and we keep going our own way, and we don't trust him. And he's like, how can you not trust me? Uh, you know, and, and so he, you know, he gets upset, but then the enemy used that time to stir uh, David up to sin, basically, to go and put his trust in something else. So that's a great question, great reading, and uh, I, I, those are a little you know, lost in translation moment. Yeah, right? yeah, and that happens. Because like I, I have Second uh, Samuel twenty four, one loaded up on my iPad, and usually in the Bible, even in the NIV, they capitalize he the, that pronoun with a capitalize if they're talking about God. But here it's a lowercase h. So. Do you think even in Second Samuel they were talking about it, but the way it's worded in the NIV kind of comes across as confusing? Yeah, I don't know that they always... It's great if that works. They yeah. usually make a big deal out of Lord in the Old Testament, right. and but I don't know if they always capitalize the H in He. I do. Well, we do, yeah. But that's so I can determine the difference. Right. And I leave. I always leave lowercase <laughs> on, the, on the enemy and stuff. I'm talking right. about He. I try and make it a big deal of calling Him the enemy. Um, and uh, that's generally what I call him, the enemy of the evil one. Um, I don't like to um, give a whole lot of credit to his name, so I don't say it much. pops up in the scripture, I read it, but I think he likes it. So, uh, so I just call him the evil one, or the enemy. I'm not sure how he feels about that, but I don't really care. But uh, I don't think he likes that, which is good. So that's just me. So yeah, sometimes that's, you know, that's how we try to avoid those things. We try and capitalize that we're talking about the God. This is a great study on, I can't get into right now, but, but uh, you know, evil, where these evil beings come from, and, and uh, 
how often that they actually pop up in the scripture and we ignore them uh, or we don't really consider it of what's going on. But these little G gods are all over the place and, and it's part of the creation. God created um, spiritual beings as well as natural beings and everybody had this opportunity to choose how they were going to go. And I've talked about that. So um, there are some of these evil beings that chose to go their own way, and they're the ones that make the the big problems. And you know, and we chose to go our own way, so we we certainly added to the problem. But uh, awesome question, great talking point. Uh, next one. In addition to yielding to the Holy Spirit, what are some practical tools you have used to take captive your thoughts? Great. So. Um, one of the big things here is sort of catching yourself when your thoughts start to get away from you. And, and so it's how, for me, it's how quickly can I catch it? Um, that's been the thing that I've tried to teach myself. Because once I can catch that my thoughts are heading in the wrong direction, then I can sort of reel them back in and, and go, well, that's, you know, I know that's not a God thing. I need to reel it back in. So one of my tools is to... Um, you know, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, right, is, is Philippians 4, um, somewhere around beginning. Well, verse 4, beginning, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is, is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So, when, when I get my thinking is a little off, I would, I would just do what I just did with you. I, you know, I, I get to that verse. And um, I find that that helps me get back on track because it tells me what I need to be doing and it tells me what I've been doing and my thinking's been off and I need to get my thinking right with the Lord. I need to plug in. I don't need to be anxious. I don't need to be worried um, if I'm stressing over things. It's just a matter of catching myself because your brain, you know, sometimes things will pop in there that you just don't need to spend time thinking about and yet you will and they'll get you upset. And it's like not worth it because it doesn't, you know, God's got it. You can't, you can't worry about those things. Why spend time on those things? So it's catching yourself. And then one of the big tools, I think, is having some scripture memorized. So you should have some passages of scripture that your go-to passages that you can go to just like that. And I think they really help us sort of re-engage in the process. Awesome. Very good. All right. Uh, next question. What is a helpful way to study my Bible? I read it every day. I know there are study guides, but there are so many out there. I don't know which would help me to have a better understanding of what I read. And they also commented that this person lives in Ramrod and have been attending your online services on Sunday, our online services. I love being able to do that. Thank you. So uh, perhaps you can plug in your devotional books right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can be helpful as far as a, a pattern. Um, so it's, it's reading with understanding that's, you know, is, is uh, a good question. How do we do that? Because a lot of times we'll read and we don't understand. Now, as you know, as you're just finding out, you can ask me questions and that might be helpful. But, you know, and you can ask me questions about anything. We, we, you, know, my, you know, we always say ask about last week's message. But, you know, some of these questions are about anything and that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm happy to take questions. There is a, a pretty good um, resource I'm quite confident it's free, uh, and, and you can Google it. It's called the Bible Project. And what it does is it kind of takes you through 
um, the entire thing over the course of a year. They have a lot of videos, and they do a good job about teaching story, which is one of the things I like, how it works, how it fits, and giving you the highlights. And so I think something like that might answer a lot of questions for you. Um, you know, there's so, much, there's so many things available for free now on the Internet. That can be very helpful. Bible commentaries. Uh, you know, I think Douglas has Bible Gateway poured up there. Is that what that is? Yep. Bible Gateway. You can go, you can read a scripture, and then it has numerous commentaries that you can pull up along with it. That's all free. Uh, that might help you answer some questions or sort of, you know, get you unstuck somewhere. Um, uh, on the website, I have a link to... Uh, um, a translation of the Bible. It's called. It's, it's basically the Web Bible, the W E B Bible, but it's a, it's an American standard from 1901 that got out of copyright, so everybody has access to it, which is nice. So we can put it on websites and things. You know, like if I wanted to put the NIV on the website, I can't because it's copyrighted. I have to get permission. And so I use I use the Web Bible, and, and uh, I have links to it on on. Uh, at least on the Online Bible Institute. It may be on the other sites, too, or if you go to the Institute and the Bible. And the way that I put the Bible up is I put uh, commentary right with it. So there'll be a chapter of the Scripture and then commentary from Matthew Henry. It's an older commentary, but it's pretty good about answering questions because uh, it was no longer copyrighted either. And uh, you could just put it in there. So, and I don't claim credit for it, you know. But, uh, but those are things that might be helpful. But uh, try that out. Google some questions. Uh, all these things might be helpful as you press in and study. But good job. Way to go. Study. Ask questions. You know, I love that the, the scriptures should cause you to have some questions. And so, um, so that's great. Awesome. Really, some great questions this week. We've got a few more. Uh, as believers, we are told not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Since our mind being renewed is a lifelong process guided by the Spirit, Aren't we guaranteed to grieve him along the way? Yes, which is sad. Um, fortunately, um, he gets, they get us. You know, they, he, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, understand us. Jesus is sympathetic, uh, the scripture says, towards us because he knows what it's like to be flesh. We, we, will, we will mess up. Um, daily, uh, repeatedly daily, uh, and not not yielding fully, not doing the right thing, getting selfish. You know, I mean, Jesus when he when he talked about these things, he said, even if you're thinking these things, you're off track. I, I think he does that to keep us humble. Um, and and uh, and so the the realization is, if you get a hold of that, because I don't I don't want to upset God in my I don't. I mean, it's not how I want to live. I'm not looking for loopholes. I, I realize that I will. I'm, and that just makes me more grateful for his love for me and the lengths he's gone to be in relationship with me and how uh, amazing it is that he actually wants to fellowship with me given my, you know, propensity to not always do the right thing. And uh, so I think the realization helps us to walk closer, walk humbly, um, which are things we're supposed to do, and that um, I think I think over time on our journeys we get a little better at it, and and that we don't take it for granted, and and that that's sort of the process that we're in. It's the it's this you know sanctification is just ongoing, but you're right we do, uh, and and yet he never gives up on us. He always loves us, 
always encourages us. It's good that he's God and we're not. Awesome. A couple more questions for you, Dad. So God put sin back on the tree. I've never thought of it like that. This person asked a question. Do you think God will give us the same free will Adam and Eve had when they were deceived? Or will the enemy be completely defeated and be unable to deceive us again? That's a cool thought. So, yeah. So, good question. Um, so, yes. In, when, when Jesus comes back, that's what we're waiting for. And earth is renewed. So, you know, the planet goes through the resurrection the way Jesus did. And then we get new physical bodies. One thing that will be different is that the enemy is dealt with and defeated. That's not going to be our issue. However, we have had free will all this time. And that's what causes the mess. And, and so we have had it. And, and what with our free will now, we get to choose whether or not we're going to be with him in eternity. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we're exercising our free will right now, which is to say yes to God. But m- many people won't. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a big issue that a lot of people struggle over. Well, how can God... And I think, you know, God just honors the choice that we make. He gives us opportunities to make choices, and we make choices. Would it be uh, for people perfection to be forced... Again, you get into that uh, at the end of everything. If they've chosen that they don't want to be with God, to force them into that as their option at the end doesn't make any sense. But people think, well, it should be, that should be everybody's uh, end point. But it's, it's not how it works. Again, God wants to fellowship with people who choose to fellowship with him. And, and so, you know, we have free will now, which is, you know, what causes a lot of the issues in our life. But our, hopefully, for those of you that are followers of Jesus, you have exercised your will to choose to follow him. And you've asked him to be your Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit now lives in you. He's leading and guiding you and directing you. And he's moving us on in the direction we need to go. And at the point when, when Jesus returns uh, and, and everything is set right, enemy is fully and once and for all defeated, no longer an issue. Awesome. Great stuff. So last question I have on my list for you. In your opinion, that's your opinion, What's the most important component of being an ambassador and living it out? Um, so, you know, I was, there's different ways to answer that. I would say one of the things we need to be moving towards in our walk with the Lord is that what we say we believe and what we believe start to line up. Um, to me, that's integrity. But I want to say that without like piling guilt on people, because it's a we're in a process, right? It's the sanctification thing is a journey. So, um, but I think it's important that 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 begins to sort of find its way true in us. That what we what we say we believe and how we live get fairly close together. Again, we're not perfect in it, um, but uh, there's not a lot of integrity in our world anymore. So, so that's important. And then, you know, all of the attributes of the fruit are important. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all those things. Um, people, being a, that ambassadorship is really about people being able to see Jesus in us. And, and that is not by us being, you know, hardline rule followers. It's about us being changed. And it's a noticeable thing. And it, it impacts the way that we relate to people and we deal with people and we 
It helps us to get ourselves out of the center of the story so we can look at people differently and we can, you know, um, we don't have to take everything so that we feel like we're, we're in defensive mode all the time. We get that there's bigger things going on. Uh, all those things, I think, are part of it. But um, that, that idea that I'm trying to present of integrity, as long as it doesn't take you to a place of, you know, hardline rule following, that's what I mean. When, when what you say you believe and, and what you, how you live really start to sort of merge, I think that's a big deal in our ambassadorship. I think that's when people can really see who Jesus is and, and how amazing it is that we have an opportunity for relationship with him. Awesome. Great job. Answering all those questions, great job, everybody who submitted. Again, you can log on to, uh, we'll have it on hellovineyard.com or keysvineyard.com where you can submit your Vine Press questions and get them answered by Pastor Steve, my dad. So, again, thank you for all those. Thank you for that. Uh, we'll just give you a quick update on what's happening at the church this week coming up. Uh, actually, next week, our worship team is going to be a part of... Uh, South Bay Church's Align Unite Digital Conference. And uh, I, I believe it's free, I think. I, I have no idea. But um, <laughs> we're, we're going for free. So you can go to South Bay Church and register there, and you'll see us one of the nights. So that's exciting. Just a quick update there. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, in case you don't know who we're talking about, they're, yep. they're our, one of our friend churches who really helped us after Irma. We developed a relationship awesome. with them, and we've been going to this conference uh, for the last couple of years uh, yeah. live and then the parts of the worship team Doug and Kim have been um, uh, joining the you know leading worship up there for some of the sets and so uh, it'll be it'll be fun if you can check that out and watch yeah. it it'll be a great time so uh, we got an unshakable foundation part 14 this week you want to give us a little appetizer on what's coming up there yeah so this this passage is the one we're going to work on uh, and it's in Philippians 3 12 and this all goes into what we've been talking about in, in you know, the renewing of our minds. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, Paul says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, see, that's forgetting, that's a thinking thing, right? And straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view. We should think like that of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. So to me, this is Paul talking about the importance of getting our minds renewed and the thinking properly. And um, I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, the battle that we're engaged in. And, uh, uh, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they're mighty for pulling down strongholds those are all things in the mind and and that when we get a hold of this and we realize that's what's going on take into account what we've learned in the story about who we are now uh and that we're changed uh and then letting that be what defines us instead of the messes that so readily that the enemy wants to use to define us so um so yeah that's where we're heading and that's just a quick look at that but uh, i have more about that this weekend Awesome. Looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah. So, and you, you've got, uh, 
Worship set for this week. What's going Worship on with that? Set, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of making some changes on the fly. My messages are were like blowing up there in the middle. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to kind of change this. But uh, I'll get you some of the songs that we're definitely going to do. And there might even be a surprise song in the set, too, that I'm not going to officially announce. But uh, I was going to start with a different song, and I decided to change it because I thought it would be more appropriate for the message. There's this new song by Bethel called Come Out of the Grave, Resurrection Power. Have you heard that one yet? I don't think so. It's on the same record as uh, Revivals in the Air. Cool. So, and that's a great song. Yes. Uh, and then we're going to do The Blessing, that, that one we've all heard now. I love that, that one. The song of 2020, pretty much. So, uh, the, the, you know, the, the church song of 2020. And then uh, after that, we'll be doing uh, the hymn, Jesus Paid It All. We have a modern rendition of it that'll be really good. And uh, my wife, Kim, is going to do Who You Say I Am. And uh, that will fit in well with your message as a surprise. And if we were going to add a song, I'll probably add in Revivals in the Air. So okay. I was keeping it a surprise, but I might throw that in the set. I do like that song a lot. That is a great song. It's amazing, that song. So yeah. uh, those will be what you have to look forward to. Yeah, and week. I want to encourage you to listen to these songs, these new songs. God is using this new wave of music. That's He's faithful to do that. I know some people, and I love the old music too, but this new stuff, there is a thread or threads running through this. And if, you, if you're aware of the story, you will catch the story in these songs and it will pop them open to you in significant ways that, that uh, you may not have connected with in, in before. So... You know, I encourage you to engage in worship. This is such a big part of who we are. And, uh, you know, for the time that we're in heaven, I've told you now, people, that's not the end game, right? We, we get to come back, new physical bodies and hang with. But the time that we're in heaven, there's going to be a lot of worship going around the throne room. And it's going to be all in, intense, amazing. Read some Revelation, you know, chapters 4 and 5 about what's happening around the throne. And it's like, there's like, it's, it's loud and there's these ripples of thunder and there's things happening. And, and you know, and people are joining in and there's just worship and praising. And, and uh, you know, everybody is just in awe in the presence of God. And they're bowing and they're standing and they're lifting their hands. And, and all of that's there. And that we get to touch into that now. Uh, and I, I know people, you know, express themselves in different ways, so I don't push that. But, but as long as, uh, whether you're sitting or standing, whatever you're doing, you're not, don't be disengaged. You need to engage. It's an overlap time. Don't, don't spectate, engage. And, and uh, like I said, I don't judge that by standing and sitting. Because people can sit and be very well engaged, and people can stand and not be engaged at all. They're just standing. It's, it's really what's going on. But do engage. That's my encouragement during worship. That's a great point. Thank you for that. So, um, anyway, it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, so this comes out Wednesday. Baptism Saturday. Yep. Very excited to get back to baptism. We have at least uh, six people already telling us they're coming. So, uh, we haven't had a full-on baptism since COVID time. So, uh, we've baptized a few people out on the beach. Uh, But uh, it'll be great to have a little celebration for that. We're looking forward to it. Later this month, we still have the, the movie, the Trolls World Tour movie night. Looking forward to that. And uh, October 30th, we're doing our first ever drive through candy giveaway. Yeah. And uh, drive through costume contest. Yeah, so. I'm going to call it drive through Fall Festival. Yeah. And uh, it'll have those things. And, yeah, we're going to do it. All the kids that come in costume inside their vehicles will win prizes. So that's going to be good. And uh, jumbo bags of candy. I just ordered... Uh, candy. I've ordered the bags already. They're cool. We should show them the next show. I ordered candy, and I got um, 
50,000 pieces of candy is what I just ordered. So, uh, That's a lot of candy. It's a lot of candy. And then, um, then we'll be asking the church to bring us candy to, to fill in on top of that. So, so that's very cool. Those two outreaches. We got a newcomer's uh, lunch uh, after church Sunday, after the final service at the 11 o'clock service, so 12, 10, 12, 15. If you're new uh, and you're coming, you want to hang out and meet Alice and I and some of the staff will show up out there. Uh, come on out and we'll have a light lunch and we'll chat and I'll tell you a little bit about the church. We all will. And so that's going to be very cool. And um, So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for watching. Quick word from our sponsors. The Hello Vineyard podcast is sponsored by Keys Vineyard Community Church. Uh, you've probably liked the page if you're watching this podcast, but uh, we're here every weekend, Saturday nights at 7, Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11. Uh, the show is also sponsored by the Online Bible Institute, Jesus Moment Bible Institute. You can log on to onlinebibleinstitute.org, sign up for classes, get your associates, get your bachelors, licensed by the state of Florida in ministry, arts. <laughs> ministry, ministry degrees. Ministry Religious degrees, degrees is Religious how they actually put it. Yeah, the, so the actual license. But yeah. they are accredited. To, in they're, they're approved. Church. That word accredited, you have to be careful. Of. Okay, so yeah. it's approved. Yes, but they, they, we have, are they have weight. So it's yeah, yeah, it's better than you know. Yeah. But, and you, we make you work for it. It's not like it's just yeah. hand them out. You yeah, can't, you can't just give me money and get one. You have to do all the work, and uh, and so because of that, and because of the quality of our graduates, it, as that continues, it builds up the reputation of the school. And we've got great graduates so far. So uh, so all those things are important. But yeah, we're. Where we have permission to grant religious degrees, accreditation. I would love to be accredited, but it's really expensive, and it's going to make the work a lot harder too. Not just <laughs> well, the, not the know. work. It's the it's what you have to do to be accredited yeah. uh, through these organizations. Um, is is and it's mu- it's a extremely it's like a quarter of a million dollars a year, which is why accredited schools have to charge so much for their classes. They don't want to, but you have to cover that, and uh, so. Um, so, you know, in, in, you know, if you wanted to be a public school teacher or something, you need to get an accredited degree. But if you, if you just have a heart for ministry, then we certainly are a great way to go. And you back that up with experience, and then you've got something. You know, if somebody came to me with one of those degrees, I would, I would certainly recognize it. Awesome. Yeah. Also, check out the Keys Vineyard app, available on App Store and Google Play Store. And, um, yeah, keep checking out our show. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Same bad time, same bad channel. That wouldn't mean anything to you, but that just popped in my mind. When I was a kid... See, I have no idea what you're talking when about. When I was a kid, the, the Batman show, I remember being at... Oh, bat, like Adam it, uh, West I was like Batman? five years old, and it was such a big deal. To, and, you know, and you're trying to figure out when that would be on. I remember, and I would make it... Oh, it was a big deal to be watching in front of the TV. And they would say, tune in next week, same bad time, same bat channel. Wow. I don't know why that came up. And also, Sunday, we'll have some fat jokes. (laughs) Oh, come on. This last group of jokes was awesome. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. Goodbye, Vineyard. Goodbye, Vineyard. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.